brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. I am here in Atlanta. Hannah Gooden is joining us via Skype this week. She is still here in Atlanta. She's just doing it remotely. And my co-pilot, my other co-pilot, as always, joining us from the borough, Tommy Palmer. What is up, both of you? Well, with me, a lot is up, and we have a lot to talk about this week on our podcast. Some great football games last week and some really dandy ones coming up this week that we need to talk about. All right, so what are the games from the week that was? I guess let's start off with Region 17A, Tommy. What uh, what floated your boat? Well, it, it kind of amazed me that Lowndes handled Camden as well as they did. It was close for a while. Tift... Uh, you know, and Colquitt played tough the first half, and then it kind of got away from Tift County again. Uh, another one of those really great games uh, last Friday night had to be Stockbridge and Dutchtown, and from Region 16A, Coffee and Houston County. When you look at Region 17A, we'll get into the, the matchup this week that is going to be just blowing the doors off of a lot of folks when it comes right. to the Concrete Palace. In 16A, Coffee's defense is just absolutely stifling when it comes to what they've been able to do this year under Robbie Pruitt. Well, you know, I'm impressed with Coffee because Robbie told me early on in the year, he said he didn't know how good they were going to be or how good 1-6-A was going to be. But uh, I think when you hold Valdosta to 28 and get beat 28-7, to when they've been lighting everybody else up at about 50 per game, uh, I think that speaks well of your defense. And Coffee's defense is probably what's going to get them the number two or the number three position in that 1-6-A race. I think that both Lee County and Valdosta, Tommy, scored again. It could have because the final was 53-50 to 50 on a last-second <laughs> field goal. I mean, this is, this is not the first time this has happened with Valdosta. They did the same thing in a win against Colquitt County, if you remember. And it was uh, seven ties, nine, lean change, nine lead changes. Austin Beaver kicks a 20-yard chip shot as time expires for Lee County to get the Duke. And in 5A, Warner Robins in their pack-a-lunch and a dinner trip go all the way to Bainbridge, win 28-21. Midway through the third quarter, they got the lead and held on to it. That region is fun, and the, the Jones County-Dutchtown-Stockbridge region is also going to be fun sprinting to the finish. You know, this is amazing how many really – almost without exception, we have five teams shooting for four playoff positions, not only in just uh, 7A and 6A, well, we got the same situation in 5A and 4A, and it's just a, you know, we're coming down the stretch here, and it is just a uh, a boy dog hunt, as we call it. You know? <laughs> the man and his boy dog hunt. I was waiting for that reference on this show, and we finally got it this particular week. Okay, quad A. And let me bring Hannah in because we're talking about Marist and Flowery Branch. Hannah, before I go to Tommy, what was some of your thoughts on uh, the game that we had on Football Fridays? 
Really, John, it was just Maris being solid on both sides of the ball. How about quarterback Connor Sigelski putting the War Eagles on his back, running for 171 yards and three touchdowns, and only, and I say that jokingly, throwing for 112 <laughs> yards, another score. And then, like I said, balanced on both sides of the ball, the Maris defense held Flowery Branch to less than 200 yards of offense. Fourth shutout of the season, Tommy. They are the real deal and a half. Well, you know, you have enough to deal with when you're dealing with Marist, who can run the ball almost at will against most teams across the state. What they run is extremely difficult to defend. Now you add the forward pass to this, and it's almost like uh, we give, you know, you know, halftime it's over with. And that's pretty much what happened the other night is, is in the game I watched that you guys did. It was a great effort by flowery branch but i gotta tell you something marist looks like uh the team to beat in class 4a to me and i know that's putting myself way out there on a limb yeah but if if they play that well all the time they're going to be tough to beat if they throw for 150 a game and and rush for a couple of hundred a lot of people are going to be in trouble hannah it was their fourth shutout of the season and what we saw with marist was this this offense that we jokingly refer to now as Air Marist over the last year and a half, the first drive of the game, what do they do? They load up a 39-yard pass that cut the field in half, getting them down the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it on Countdown to Kickoff last Wednesday. Air Chadwick. <laughs> and so you've got that that going down. So uh, one of the, the games that we're going to be looking at in the week that will be is Marist's last game of the year, and it's going to decide it all for the region title. Hannah will come back with us later on in the show, and we'll take a peek at what's coming on this week on Football Fridays. Tommy, let's talk about Quad A and keep going here for a little bit with what happened with Baldwin and Burke. This is a surprise to a lot of people, but when you look back at last year, Baldwin also beat Burke. And if memory serves me correct, Baldwin won that region with that win over Burke, I believe. So right now, 44-30. Baldwin was 0-5 last year. They win the region title. And then they had another 0-5 start because we're in one of these mini-regions and you have to put the pedal down when you get to a region play, but you beat a team that was 7-1, and you were a 25-point underdog, and you get the Duke in Quad A. So once again, another round for Baldwin as they're getting stuff working in that particular part of the planet. When you look at... Triple uh, A, you know, there's Appling County and Pierce, and we'll talk about that one as one of the games to keep an eye on this week. But sure. you you look at Swainsboro, Vidalia, that was a, another one that a lot of folks looked at this past week in Double A. Swainsboro beat them twenty-one to nine. Well, Swainsboro is a really good football team, and I believe we talked about it last week. I just felt like Swainsboro was going to win that region. I had no idea. You know, they were going to beat Vidalia, but, you know, this has become a very competitive region, and you've still got five teams playing for four playoff spots because you've got uh, coming up this week, I believe it is Swainsboro going to Jeff Davis. Right. And even though they're number one, if they stumble down the road down in uh, on the plains down there, it's really going to throw things in a mess in, in Region 2 AA. Yeah, you, right now in 2 AA, it's 5 for 4. Swainsboro at 4 0. Metter and Vidalia at 3 and 1. Toombs is at 3 and 2. Jeff Davis is at 2 and 2. 
And so for, for Jeff Davis coming out of the blocks the way that they did if through their non-region schedule, it's five teams for four spots, and it's definitely going to come down to uh, the last week of the regular season. When it comes to Class A, before we turn the page and focus on what we're talking about this week, I know that you wanted to talk about the Stowe Show making their way to Osceola and a really cool moment for Wilcox and Irwin County. It really was, and one of the things that I really liked about uh, this football game is they prepared a place for uh, our friend... uh, Buddy Nobles, yeah. Yeah, Buddy Nobles. They prepared a place for him to sit and watch the game and coach the football game. What What a wonderful show of love by that community for this coach who is really fighting hard. And you just have to love what this community has done. Irwin County probably has as good a football team as they've ever had. You remember, they played the first half of the year without their number one running back, D.J. Lundy. And he's back now, and uh, a couple of those other running backs are still doing their thing. But uh, as good as Wilcox has played, and I think they'll probably end up being number three in that region, so uh, we'll we'll see how it all washes out. But it was a good win for Irwin County. And right uh, this upcoming week in the region of Doom, Wilcox at six and two is in Ashburn, taking on Turner County. Also at six and two, Irwin's at uh, at Atco and Clinch is hosting Charlton County. All right, let's turn the page and find out what's going on uh, for the other games that are on your spot shadow. And obviously, we'll start with one seven A with Lowndes and Colquitt. Uh, you think there's going to be a few eh. people at this game? Yeah, there might be a few. I asked Derwood Dominey on my show the other night. I said, how many tickets? Do they give you all enough tickets? He said, absolutely not. <laughs> he, he said, we're lucky if we get 3,000 to sit in those 14,000. He said, and as a broadcaster, Tommy, you need to know this. Uh, it gets really loud in the concrete palace. Mm-hmm. So. It is difficult. I would imagine that it's probably going to be standing room only. I think that place holds either twelve or 13,000 people. And I would not be surprised, you know, depending upon the leniency of the fire marshal, that there were not fourteen or 15,000 for this one. This is, you know, I know that sounds a, a little like a, a stretch, but certainly not because you have got that big football game, and this is for all the marbles in 1-7-A. No doubt about that. Also in 7-A, you're looking at McEachern and North Cobb, 8-0 versus 6-2. Hillgrove and Marietta, as those four teams try to figure out what their region's going to look like, what else is on your uh, spot shadow this week for the games that will be? Well, I've got Thompson and Burke, right. Brooks and Fitzgerald, Swainsboro at Jeff Davis, uh, Vidalia at Metter, and a big game in Class AAA. And Coach T has done a really good job with Appling County, but Pierce is rolling, my friend. Pierce County, of course, probably as good a football team as they've had down there in many, many years. And then, of course, we got the GPB game, Decula at Lanier. So, of course, with that, let's bring Hannah back in. And, Hannah, I know that you probably, before we get into our game, I know that you and I were looking at the pictures that were coming out of Osceola and with what we were seeing with what the, the Irwin County folks were doing for Buddy Nobles to get him back out there coaching. I know that I wanted to get you in to talk about that before we talked about Decula and Lanier. When you showed me that picture of the red stand that they had him sitting on, full body chills, John. <laughs> I mean, that is so special for the town of Osceola. That just shows you how much Coach Buddy Nobles 
means to the community and to that team. And I loved seeing that picture. I thought that was so special. Did, so they brought somebody in to build that for that game, or is that already in like an existing structure? No, that- no they, built, they built that one, I think, last week for him. I think some department in the school built it for him. And uh, that's where he sat and watched the football game from. You know, I don't cry much, but I did get tears in my eyes when I saw that. I'll be honest with you. And full disclosure, I got to catch up with Buddy after the game. And I just because after seeing those pictures and seeing the win, I just wanted to catch up with him a little bit. And he said that he admitted that climbing up that uh, that stand, he said those last couple of steps, it was like climbing Mount Everest. But you could also tell when you were talking to him how much it meant for him to get back out there and coach and be a part of the, the team that he's been able to visit at practice occasionally. But to be back out there on that platform meant the world to him. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. It, it meant a lot to everybody across the state. And if uh, you have not seen that picture, I'm sure it's on GPB Sports. You can find it at the Georgia High School Football School Board Radio Show website. I, I left that up there, and we'll continue to leave it up there, John. Yeah, we'll have that up for a countdown to kickoff as well on Wednesday. All right, Hannah, Decula and Lanier is the game of the week coming up for us. Two undefeateds chasing after a region title. What do you think? Absolutely, and two Gwinnett County powerhouses. I'm really excited to be broadcasting from the ranch in Sugar Hill, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> We were trying to figure out the name of the stadium, and it was so exciting to find out. It was the ranch. The ranch. The Longhorns. Longhorns, the ranch. You got 8-0 versus 8-0. Decula beat Habersham Central 41 to nothing last week as uh, Trenton Jones rushed for 115-4 and four on only eight carries. They also had a special teams touchdown. And you, you look at uh, Lanier as well, who... You know, 8-0, and they beat Appalachia as Taj Barnes rushed for 144-2. and Tommy, this one's going to be, quoting old JR from our wrestling conversations, it's a good old-fashioned slobber knocker. There you go, and that's the kind of football games you enjoy this time of the year. Heading down the home stretch, and uh, everybody plays a little tougher than they have played so far. I, I tell you what, when you get to what what could be an elimination game or the difference between one and four in the region standings, teams seem to play a little harder and a little tougher. It just happens that way. Hannah, time for the blatant promo. What do folks need to keep an eye out for? They need to go to our website, gbb.org slash sports. We will be streaming live from there. Don't forget to download our GBB Sports app because you can take us on the go. You can literally be at another game watching our game. So there's no excuse. We're also <laughs> live on Facebook, live on Twitter. Another awesome game on GBB Sports. Kickoff is 7.30. What she said. Don't forget to like, friend, be a part of the conversation on all the social media platforms. So it is Twitter, it is Instagram, it is Snapchat, it is Facebook, it is the GPB Sports YouTube channel as well. GPB.org slash sports in the football section. All the games that we have, they're archived in one place or another. Just go ahead, like, friend, and be everywhere when it comes to everything, when it comes to the GPB Sports season when it comes to everything that we do with high school football. Tommy, as always, good to catch up with you from the borough. And Hannah, we will catch up with you in person next week, not just remotely here on the Skype. Absolutely. I will see you Wednesday. All right, Hannah. Tommy, thanks as always. We will catch up with you next week. This has been another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on Georgia Public Broadcasting. It is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. Go to your favorite podcatcher and you can like and subscribe to this. So every single time, set your notifications. You can sit there and go, hey, I want the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast when there's a new one. 
You get to find out when that happens. Also on Alexa, for you smart speaker listeners, you can find out what my top five games of the week are. You can also ask about subscribing to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. You can have Alexa play it for you in any and all locations. All you have to do is just tap Alexa on the shoulder and go, Hey, Alexa, play the GPB Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. So for Tommy, for Hannah, for Sean, I'm just John. Play safe, everybody. Enjoy the game. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.